Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. Oh, is it starting? I'm reading about casseroles. <laughs> I wasn't thinking funny or interesting. Disagree. <laughs> Wow! Brothers and sisters, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, filling in for Michael Goudeau. We are at Show Creator Studios, and today, Penn discusses... What? I was waiting for the break. Okay. I timed it wrong. Uh, Penn... Uh, I want to find out. ...is an Ethiopian food innovator. Yes, I am. And he also uh, challenges gravity at a universal theme park. I do. All those things. <laughs> Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Jillette. Yeah, here's Penn Jillette preaching love. I'm preaching love. And I got to tell you, I got I to I I I tell you something. Yeah. You know, I did my stupid fast, mm-hmm. which if you read Twitter. Uh, you were so stupid. So stupid. So Crazy stupid. stupid. But I'm on no blood pressure meds for the first time in 30 years. And that's stupid. That's stupid. Uh, and uh, I feel really, really crazy good crazy good and the weird thing is because i've been eating carefully my weight has still been coming down so i took a little four pound bounce which people usually do 10 pounds yeah i did a four pound bounce and now i've taken that down to i'm almost at my lowest ever wow and i will probably get there soon i'm in the 220s and you want a guy who was 350 and you want to uh you're 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 pursuing that you want to go down to your lowest yeah what i found out is uh mbj is the solution to all my problems. Uh, MBJ for me, melon, broth, and juice. Okay. Takes me right down, and I love it. And a little guess. Now, I buy the containers of chunked melon. Okay. That chunks is my dog. And I buy uh, watermelon, and I buy cantaloupe, and I buy honeydew. And on the bottom, which if you turn over to read it, you spill the juice all over your lap. Right. But you can hold it up over your head and look straight up. Um, it tells me how much it weighs. So tell me, in just in terms of chunks of melon, when I'm on my melon broth juice diet, mm-hmm. how much melon do you think I eat in a two-hour period? How many pounds of melon? Am I going first? Yes, you go first. Ready, ready. Five pounds. Five pounds. I'm going to go four pounds. Okay, six. Whoa! Six pounds of melon I can eat. That seems like that seems crazy. You know the biggest like party containers of melon? Yeah, those are two and a half. Now sometimes when we sometimes when I eat something, the first two bites of it are delicious, and the rest just becomes like the activity. Yeah. Do you, do you maintain your melon enjoyment? Stays, melon tastes good. Melon. And when I say the word, I also like the word melon because in the United States of America, it's also used for breasts. Yes. So there's nothing bad about melon. <laughs> It's just really, really, really good. I have this theory mostly applies to diners. But if you get fruit salad, most time it's just what you just described. It's just two or three different types of melon. Yeah. And then they've put like one decorative grape or 
one decorative half a strawberry on the top. Decorative grape is a good name for a band. <laughs> um, but rarely I, do I find cantaloupe and honeydew to be both delicious at the same time. Very rarely. Very yeah. rarely. And uh, the other day, Emily said to me, my wife, she said that she had bought me a special treat. She had bought me yellow seedless watermelon. She she said this is going to be great. Yellow seedless watermelon. It's a change up for you. Yellow seedless watermelon. And she held it up. This is the yellow seedless watermelon. Yeah. And I cocked my head a little bit like puppies watching television. Yeah. Huh. Yellow seedless watermelon. And she cut it open and I said, That's a fucking cantaloupe. <laughs> whole story and then i laugh for the rest of the night at yellow seedless watermelon uh, we are obligated at this point for for for, for people who love pen radio and, and and old penn sunday school fans Goudeau is not here but at this point he would absolutely bring up that some countries grow square watermelons yes he would but he yes, has he... to do that every time japan japan yeah japan. they they store in the uh, they store in the refrigerator <laughs> better and they slice better and everything better yeah but also emily read that watermelon rind mm -hmm. is good for you oh geez worst thing she could have ever read because she keeps the white junk on it now when she cuts it up oh no yeah. and you don't like that no so i just don't eat it yeah so we solved the problem that way but it <laughs> seems odd now i noticed uh, at the top of the segment you hit the hard T in watermelon. Did you watermelon. Did, did you do that for Piff's benefit? Watermelon. I sometimes, uh, the words I get yelled at by Robbie backstage are water, which I sometimes say water instead of water. Yeah. And I uh, often say bottle. Bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottle. People, people make fun of me for the way I say bottle. But damn it, I've got to be me. Oh, so you were doing it the wrong way <laughs> unintentionally and... I try to do it the wrong way to be able to fit in with my peer. Got it. There you go. Unless I say peer singular, because one of you I don't consider to be there. <laughs> I think it's great that you taking social cues and and and, uh, uh, and reacting to peer pressure. And Let's have some water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and go have with... a bottle. Yeah, I want to hang a out A bottle with that guy. of water. <laughs> Let's have a bottle of water. How's that? Make me feel more likable? <laughs> oh, man. I like you so much right so now. So much more. Bottle of water. <laughs> so, um, I want to elect you president. Uh, yeah, bottle of water, you folks. <laughs> you have to say folks. Remember how Obama said folks all the time? Yep. He was folksy. Yeah. My mother. I started saying folks a lot as a waiter mm -hmm. because I was just saying guys. And in Jersey, you could say guys, it's a mixed company, and no one cared. Yeah. And guys was like just the, the default. Yeah. And then I started waitering here in Vegas, and they were like, I'd say guys, and then they'd be like, excuse me? And I'd be like, oh, I'm from Jersey. Shut up. <laughs> and then I quit. That was my last day. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. Shut up. I quit. <laughs> uh, I'm from Jersey uh, is like Lou Reed ordering pizza. <laughs> Which I love. I'm from New we're from New York, so don't fuck us. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I, I eat my I, 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 I the other day, and this has already been covered, my other adventure in juicing, mm -hmm. when I pulled out our expensive fancy juicer and didn't know what end to blow into. Mm -hmm. But this time I did it with my wife and said I'm gonna put stuff in. Uh, <laughs> How exciting. I put in too much kale. So okay. it was very bitter. Then I put in too much ginger. Bitter. 
bitter. Bitter. Bitter. And uh, Bitter if you want to fit in with your friends. <laughs> bitter, yeah. But uh, I ended up making a, a green juice that was really, really good. Uh, I asked uh, uh, Dr. Clapper why I didn't just eat the vegetables, because I want all the uh, fiber that's being pulled out by the juicer. And he said, while we're losing weight, it's a little bit helpful. But certainly, juice in the long run is not the answer. Just uh, while we're losing weight. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it was fun. I, I'm thinking about your jersey thing. I took an uh, Uber ride uh, the other day, and the guy picked me up. We were talking. Was, you, was it for transportation purposes or just a ride? I just was bored. <laughs> I was lonely. My kids were in California. Um, and, uh, yeah, I drove a one-way rental because flights were too expensive. So I drove a one-way rental and then Ubered home from uh, the rental place. I see. And uh, I was talking to this guy. And we were just going back and forth. And the way he was talking, I just said, hey, where are you from? And he said, Jersey. And I said, I thought so. And he goes, you're from Jersey? I go, yeah. Because I was like, I'm, I'm actually having a pleasant conversation with an Uber driver. So I'm suspicious. Now, you were, um, you also showed, then showed your Springsteen tattoos? Uh, he was from South Jersey, so I didn't go into Springsteen. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I stayed away from that. I didn't want to divide us right away. Okay, good. <laughs> did you go with, uh, did you go with Southside Johnny? <laughs> I just, yeah, Southside Johnny, and then uh, talked about tolls. No. Uh, uh, and a little bit about Billy Joel? A little bit. With the way that we both were kind of skeptical. Um and he said, he goes, he goes, you, do you get along better with people from Jersey and people from the East Coast? I said, you know, I, I do. <laughs> I said, I know it sounds strange, but I do. He goes, yeah, we're nicer to each other, right? <laughs> he was barking, right? So I was like, yeah, I want to explain to him in that moment. Like, yeah, because I'm not interpreting your body language or your tone at all. And I'm just listening to what you're saying. Everyone else would be very uptight around you. <laughs> Because you're yelling. Because you're yelling and you're gesturing big and you don't have sleeves on your shirt and you're driving professionally. The obvious potential for violence. <laughs> exactly, right? But but then he kept talking and, and he was like, no, we're like nicer. I don't know. We're like nicer to each other. I don't know what happens, but I, I feel like the only people get along. And as much as I didn't want to agree with any of his logic, I had nothing to rebuff it. Like, I absolutely find it to be absolutely true. I've I've tried to I've had bosses and stuff from from that are from other areas and I've tried to pal around with them and I just don't click and then I find someone I work for someone from the East Coast and I just find a way to be generally like chummy in a fine in a fun way with them at work all the time and it's a about, strange thing. about Western Massachusetts? So to me, it's uh, I consider that East Coast or Northeast, I guess. Yeah, it's Northeast. Yeah, it's not coast. No. But I think, yeah, but I think I'd get along with you and Teller and, and those people that, that way. Well, Teller's Philly. Teller's Center City Philly. So yeah. that's, he's, he's totally okay on that. Yeah. And Teller occasionally, very rarely, falls into his Philly accent. And that's very funny. Oh, wow. Have I've never been around that? for that. No. Once in a while. Once I in wish. A while. Well, if you get him talking about tomatoes. Does he do like O, like home and ocean or anything like he that? He does tomatoes. Tomatoes. Good tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very excited. And if you point out, does it get worse? Uh, no, it goes right away. Oh, wow, that's good. For, that's good. Most people, once you point it, they can't shake it. Yeah. My friend Rebecca's from Staten Island, and she rarely gets into it. But if she slips for a second, we go like Staten Island, and boom, she can't get out of it. For the next well, you know, it's like LOD with his Dorchester. Yeah. When LOD goes Dorchester, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell Jr., I'm going to tell you, if he went Dorchester... Five minutes on the air, he would lose his job. <laughs> MSNBC would fire his Dorchester ass so quick. Because, by the way, you can't be that kind of liberal with a Dorchester accent. 
He got he was in the news for doing I thought I thought this was a very like off air LOD thing that he did on air and that it was news. Oh, him yelling about that? That no. was years ago. No, 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 not that. Oh. That I just thought that's just cable news to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like I felt like that was the first time he was really doing his job. Yeah, uh, was getting in that fight on air. I forget who it was, but yeah, he was yelling back and forth. No, he described the scenario where it was like if it basically was a scenario where Donald Trump would have to be escorted from the White House by Secret Service. Uh-huh. Like he went through the exact scenario of the things that will take place in which it will end with Secret Service physically removing him from the White House. And it was like, you know, marching down every decision. It's like, this is what will happen. This is how it will go. This is what happens next. He is so good at marching down. <laughs> he does marching down those decisions. Yeah. And I've heard him off air do this with ridiculous stuff, you know. And it's the way he does it, it's, it's really amusing to listen to, you know. Mm-hmm. But this was taken seriously. And it was like, Lawrence O'Donnell talks about how Donald Trump will get removed by Secret Service. And I thought, like, oh, that's such, that's such an off-air LOD thing. But- by the way, it is uh, yesterday was uh, Mike Jones's birthday. Oh, yeah. He was whatever he was, 58 or something. Yeah. And uh, he has been telling me forever that uh, Donald Trump would be out of the White House by his birthday. Okay. Donald Trump, I believe, although and, I'm not <laughs> in the news. As of the time of this recording, still there. I mean, never. Some, I mean, not there. He's in the, a golf course, but. Someone would mention it to me. He's still the resident of the White House. Since I'm not reading news. Yeah. If you want to know about the world, read novels and talk to people who travel. I do not miss the news one bit. Although we start up our show on Saturday, Mm -hmm. and um, I will then uh, uh, start my new new regime, and I will read the week every Thursday to get a general idea of the news. Because you'll be entertaining people and things might come up that are... But I just want to know a little bit. Yeah. But I will not read the top stories in the Times. I will read books, science, and art in the Times. Okay. And that'll be it. I love knowing what books are out. Now... Uh, and now I'm reading Mark Ambinder's book, The Brink. Now, this is what's so great. I am reading seriously and deeply about the Reagan White House and how closely he brought us to mutually assured destruction of nuclear war in 1983. I mean, we were really wicked close. Wow. Wicked close. And uh, he's walking down the whole thing very, very carefully. It's a really good book. But I will read... I think I will read books about the news. Like I loved reading LOD's book about uh, the 60s. Right. And that that thing. And I will probably read a book about the Trump presidency, you know? Yeah. But that daily stuff brings out team player I don't like much. I just don't like that. By the way, that's a quotation by somebody that uh, read novels and read the news. But I don't know who it's by. I'm very, very sorry. But, uh, yeah, if you want to know what is going on in the world, read novels and talk to people who travel a lot. But I don't know whose uh, quotation that is. Yeah. But uh, I, I enjoy it. I think, I think a lot of stuff is stuck with me. I also did something that I'm, I'm sure that the Twitter people who have still hung on with me are now going to completely disown me. Oh, no. Um, I decided to uh, replace my leather belt. With a plastic belt. Wow. Um, I decided. Because it's cheaper? Yeah, a lot cheaper. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to get a, a, a plastic leather jacket. Wow. I seem to uh, be uncomfortable now with, um, with, uh, with animal products. This right here, that statement right there is the thing when you first started doing Cray Ray. I never was going to do. No. 
I was so far from that. And everybody was, everybody, there are definitely people who were afraid you were going to say that. And now you have. I have. Uh, I'm not quite preaching it yet. Right. I'm preaching love. Yeah. But I'm still preaching love for people and not our animal brothers and sisters, but mm. who knows where it might go. <laughs> um, do you think any of this has to do with the fact that you, you got a dog a year ago? It may have. It may have that there's, you know, why we, why we love dogs, eat pigs, and wear cows Yeah, is a, is a confusing issue to me now. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like that dog is able to suffer. Right. Seems that way to me. Yeah, yeah. And this dog is certainly not smarter than a pig. Right. This dog is really not much smarter than a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only thing separating him from a hammer is his ability to suffer <laughs> by a hammer. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's a dumb dog. Yeah. But um, very sweet and affection with the children. And I now give him... Um, uh, courtly pats on the head. Oh, look at you! Just that you know. Um, I scratched under. Talk about new regime a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. a very new thing. It's a very new thing. So, what have you been doing? It's been a long time since we've been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you been doing for work? Wait, I want to. You're about to start doing Penn Teller shows again. You brought that up. I did. Yeah. Are you going to rehearse? Like, when was the last time you've had to like run through? The, is this the longest break you've ever had from performing? Right. Since I was twelve, I don't believe I've ever gone. More than five days without doing something show-like. Right. Since I was 12. So over 50 years. And uh, I have a lot of words in the show. Yeah. All so, of them. Yeah. So I, um, not every word in the English language do I use, but every word in the Penn and Teller show I say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Although, boy, would that be a good challenge. <laughs> um. Might take me the rest of my life or more, but it'd be a fun thing. It would be. So Teller and I, when we do the road gigs, which have different material than the Vegas gigs, we sometimes go two months between one of those. And then we do a sound check. And during the sound check, we run some of the stuff we're not sure of. Right. Or sometimes I believe it'll all come back to me on stage. I've seen you make this move before. Sometimes it's not true. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't come back to me on stage. Sometimes my head is an empty plane in the Midwest with wind blowing through it <laughs> when I know I'm supposed to be doing something on stage. So we are. This is amazing. I waited to tell her suggested it. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to suggest it. I was going to tough it out. I was going to sneak. I often sneak my rehearsals in. You know? <laughs> They'll say at the, uh, at, the, uh, at the sound check, Ben, do you have to run anything? I go, nah, I get it all. Then I'll go over in a corner and go and run the whole bit to myself. So the crew thinks I have this incredible recall. Yeah. Crew doesn't care. Yeah. They don't care if I do it on stage. No. But we are having a rehearsal. Like Penn never rehearses or Penn always rehearses. It's the same story to them. Mm-hmm. And, and any, any casual interaction. They don't care at all. Yeah. Um, but Friday from 1 until 4, yeah. we are doing what is fancifully called a dress rehearsal. Okay. Which means Teller will be in his suit. I'll be in shorts. And um, we're going to go through anything we need to go through, which means the decisions will be made on the spot. Whoa. But there's some stuff that has, I mean, there's this thing we do called surveillance. Yep. Where we have people up and get their passwords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the magic on it is impossible. It's all forehanded and sneaky and 
built into the, it's, it's tricky. It's a very tricky, tricky bit. Yeah. And it's also fairly new, you know, a year too old. So it's not b- deep into our bones. So we'll run that all the way through. I've also got a few jokes in there that I sometimes don't pull off. So I want to get those right. Yeah. And uh, the new, the newest bit, trust, I run in my steam room. Mm-hmm. When I'm steaming, I run it to warm up my voice. Uh huh. So I got that one. I think pretty nailed. And uh, there's a few others I'll need to run. And I'm also trying to play my bass every day to try to get my fingers back because the calluses have gone away. Oh no! So I played yesterday for 20 minutes and it hurt like holy hell. Like holy hell. Wow. So I'm going to go back to uh, doing that. And I've also got a few new bits we're putting in very soon that I want to work on a little bit. But we will be doing a rehearsal, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just um, everybody else needs to because they're not working all the time. Right. But we don't usually need to. But we're going to this time. Yeah. We're going to this time. So uh, Saturday night, we will be uh, doing our show for the first time in two months. So if you ever wanted to see Penn & Teller get hurt, uh, that's the night to see it, because we won't know what we're doing. Now, uh, the animals in your show have always been treated very nicely. Very well. As your new, uh, as your new post-fast animal lover, you still feel good about that? I'm not an animal lover. Okay. There okay. you go. I'm already taking you out of context. I, I'm glad I was the first one. I don't care. My interaction with an animal that I consider to be perfect. Yeah. Perfect interaction with an animal is me watching a squirrel. <laughs> I love to watch a squirrel. Right. I my mother was in a lifetime battle with the squirrels. You know who else does? Oh, your dumb dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Squirrel. Yeah. Dogs love squirrels. Yeah, I do too. And I love also, and I love to throw things at squirrels. Yeah. I love that. Something light that won't hurt them. But I love that feel of the hunt. I'm going to throw this at a squirrel. I love that. Um, I, I think I've told you before. <laughs> this Robbie, is all sounds like you're narrating your dog. <laughs> Robbie once walked by a Starbucks in Seattle. Yeah. At an outdoor seating area. And he watched me. I didn't think anyone was watching me. He said later everyone was watching me. I was sitting at a table. With a decaffeinated beverage in front of me. Mm-hmm. And up above me, about 12 feet, was a squirrel. And the squirrel was on a branch. And I had my cell phone, which at the time was the newest iPhone available. And I was throwing the cell phone to see how close I could come to the squirrel and still catch it. <laughs> so I was throwing a very expensive piece of electronics yeah. over concrete up to try to hit the squirrel. And the squirrel was playing along because the squirrel would watch the iPhone come up like eight inches from his face and wouldn't even flinch. Just watch it go back down. <laughs> so me and Mr. Fluffy Tail yeah. have been playing this game for 15 minutes when Robbie came by and watched three or four throws. And I said to Robbie, I didn't know anyone was watching me. And Robbie went, everyone's watching you. (laughs) Everyone, as far as I could tell, within a half a mile is watching you, wondering what's wrong with you, why you're throwing you. I said, well, can't they hear the squirrel? He said, that doesn't matter. (laughs) That's my interaction with animals. I don't want them living in my home. Yeah. I don't want them domesticated. Yeah. A wild squirrel enjoying his life out on a tree outside a window 
yeah. where I'm watching an air-conditioned comfort is my perfect view of wildlife. But I would like, uh, ideally, you know, we use a um, an elephant, cow, oh. a, a, and a chicken in our show. How yeah. are the pygmy elephant's calluses? Mm. He's got to gotta get back into that. Yeah. I don't know. They, I, they have trainers. They just come back with them. I don't know what they're going to do with them, but they'll do something with them. And um, we'll be all warmed up. My, my fingers will be bleeding, I think. I don't think I'm going to get them back to strong enough by then. Will you play a shorter set? Nope. You just I, do what I, I do what I do. Because aren't your fingers also important for magic stuff? Uh, less than you think. <laughs> um <laughs> I do uh, I do a, a couple of fall shuffles. Mm-hmm. I do a little bit of palming of other stuff that I probably shouldn't mention. Sure. Um, I do a, a full a full sneaky move up top of the show that everybody thinks Telly's doing all the magic and I'm actually doing it in there. Okay. We use that technique once in a while, you know. Yeah. Of, oh, they're watching Teller like a hawk, so I'll just shove this over here and no one will know. Uh, I'll do the switch and not tell her. So they're waiting for Teller to do the switch. He doesn't. And um, But the, my fingertips of my uh, right hand, index finger and middle yeah. finger, I can't even use to do clear or get fingerprinted because the calluses are so deep they aren't picked up on the – and I really oh, wow. most of the time can't use them on my uh, iPhone. Oh, wow. Because the fingers get, get screwed up enough. Sometimes I can use them, sometimes not. Action on upright bass is really high. Yeah. yeah. And the strings are hard and uh, tough. And it, it fills your fingers with, with pain and suffering until you get calluses kind of all the way through. And, uh, and those are gone. Yeah. Oh, man. What, what, a, what, a great, what a great day. Well, they're not gone. They are yeah. greatly diminished. See? You can see? Yes. Oh, yeah. They're still there, but they're yeah. greatly diminished. Um, but normally I could chew on them. You could, and I would like you to. Pluto (laughs) TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. I don't think it's and hit movies. It's and hit movies. Right, right, for right. Free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your iPhone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, anywhere else you stream. Then there'll be a pre-recorded thing that'll come in at the end. You've got that, right? Yes. That'll come in. I don't you do. Read, I don't Matt Donnelly, if you were to hit a movie, which movie would it be? I would hit, um, let's see, uh, let's see if they still have Michael Clayton. I like Michael Clayton. Mm. It's a good movie. Yeah. I like Michael Clayton, too. I like, you know, when I went to, when I went to New York, I called up the uh, press agent friend of mine and said, um, uh, what's the uh, 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 most boring, depressing play that's playing now? That's what I'd like to see. Because when I go to Broadway, I want long and depressing. Yeah. I want sullen and pouty. <laughs> I do not want someone doing hits from the 80s no. in their play. No. I want, ideally, I want Iceman Cometh. Right. And I missed it the last time I was on Broadway with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. I missed it. And I would have liked to have seen that because I love that play. I want Eugene O'Neill. I want Tom Stoppard. 
Yeah. Yeah. And last time I was there, I saw um, Girls and Boys, which was oh, uh, yeah, yeah. downtown and was done by a uh, uh, woman actor who was very, very, very good. I don't know who she is, but I knew she was wicked famous and very, very good. Okay. And uh, I don't look her name. Sure. You can find out. Meanwhile, I'm going to tell you about this. Life insurance is really, really important, but it's also really confusing. No wonder four out of ten people don't have it, and maybe you're one of those people. Four out of ten, that's a big number. That's two out of five. But if anything were to happen, it's important that your loved ones be taken care of. Besides, life insurance rates are the lowest they've been in 20 years. The best time to buy is now, and the best place to buy is policygenius.com. Policy Genius is the easy way to compare life insurance online. In just five minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. And when you compare quotes, you save money. It's that simple. Policy Genius has helped over 4 million people shop for insurance and placed over $20 billion in coverage. It's pretty good. If you've been putting off getting life insurance, there's no reason to put it off any longer. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. It's that easy. You could do it right now, and you should, because rates are the lowest in 20 years. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Do you have life insurance? I don't. You don't. Do you have anybody that depends on you? No. No. Do you have life insurance? You have life insurance, Matt. I do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I have life insurance. As a matter of fact, um, I think uh, my wife and children would do very, very well. My life insurance is so good. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. If I I die, Emily gets enough money for the rest of her life easy, right? Yeah. And the children do fine. But if both Emily and I die, the children have plenty of money and get to live with Godot. <laughs> I don't want him to even think about how good that would be because he's our godless father. Yeah. So uh, Emily, uh, not Emily, Teresa and uh, Godot yeah. take over the parenting skills of the children if both of us die. Wow. And it's very clear. I don't know about Do you guys Teresa ever think about and Emily. Like... Suicide pact? No. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Although, now that you say it. Yeah. No. Sounds good when you said it out loud, doesn't it? Do you ever think about faking your own death just to watch it? Just to, just to take it all in? Yes. <laughs> we had an idea for a Penn and Teller bit. This is a great idea for a trick. We can't do it now because we have families. Yeah. We couldn't do it then because we had families. But it was a great idea. Right after we did Don't Try This at Home mm-hmm. and ran the truck over Teller, NBC wanted a big, big, big thing. Now we gave them uh, off the deep end our show done underwater yeah. that I didn't like doing. As right. a matter of fact, NBC wanted another special, and I said, I'll give you the title and the location over Penn's dead body. <laughs> um, <laughs> but during that time, I got an idea for a bit that I sold to Teller, and we really, really loved, but it's impractical. I think it might not be a bit, but it might be a book that I could write uh, fictional about a trick. I wanted to do, and this would be in the 90s, early 90s, when there was still network television. I wanted to do a network TV special that announced that Penn and Teller will disappear from the face of the earth. Okay? Disappear from the face of the earth. And it would be billboarded that we would be someplace like the Apollo or Lincoln Center, uh, not Lincoln Center, um, Radio City mm. or uh, Carnegie Hall. Or someplace probably in New York or in L.A. for a live audience of like a thousand. 
and on live television. And the final trick would be that we would vanish. We would not reappear in the audience. We would reappear six months or a year later on another TV special. <laughs> and during the time in between, yeah. including the instant we disappear and before the instant we reappear, if anyone finds any proof that Penn and Teller exist on planet Earth, they get a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. That was what we wanted to do. And we talked to Teller a lot, and we talked to our crew about how to do it. And we thought getting us out of the building was pretty easy. Yeah. And then having us gone uh, with a million dollars riding on it would be, we could do it. But the problem is, our parents at that time were elderly, and we absolutely could not be in touch with them. Yeah. Any way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, our friends, I think, would understand. Yeah. I think it was great. But, uh, and, you know, I'm the harder one to hide because <laughs> of my size. Yeah. You can't just throw me into China and be done with it. Right. Right. So we had all sorts of plans for that and where we would be. And we were also pushing very hard to NBC to do six months and not a year. Six months is a long time. Yes. It's a long time where Teller and I would essentially be, each of us, in solitary confinement. I was going to say, did your plan involve you two being in the same area or you two being in completely different areas? I'd be in completely different areas and not in touch with each other. And we were wondering if there had to be a cheat, like if you had to find both of us. Right. So if there was a cheat, you had to find both of us. We thought it would be really funny if I just showed up at Carnegie Deli around the corner right after the vanish. <laughs> So don't care you're halfway there. <laughs> but we, had, we were debating that. I think that would be a wonderful, wonderful trick for someone who did not have elderly parents or a family. Right. Yeah. As your kids get older, I think you could probably still do it. They'd probably love it. They will get to an age. You know, I don't sometimes don't see my parents for six months. That's not the craziest thing. Yeah, see, the thing, the difference is I talked to my mom every day we were both alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single day. Yeah. On my mom or my dad or both, most yeah. likely both. But, I mean, there wasn't a time that I was out of touch with them from the moment I was born till the moment they died. Yeah. And uh, that's the kind of, uh, Yeah. you know, that's, that's the way I, although I have been out of touch with Moxie for weeks. Yeah. When she goes to camp and stuff. That's what I mean. You probably do it. I think as you get older, because I was going to, I wanted to know more details, but I was actually thinking you might actually be able to do something like this. Yeah, I don't want to tell you. We had a, we had a good, we had, a, we had good solutions on a lot of the stuff. That's really cool. A really good solutions. I'm a little worried about airing this now. Why is that? Because David Blaine is going to take this to its logical end. <laughs> uh, he will. Disappear for the rest of his life. Yeah. But he'll always credit me. <laughs> We had salad moments. Should we should we talk about salad sure, moments? You want to talk about salad moments? <laughs> sure. Sure. So, uh, Reddy and I both had separate salad moments on the same day. Did you? Yeah. So yesterday. Now, how much did you eat salads before this new diet? Never. Never. Or you called it a salad, but it had steak on it, right? Sure. Or, uh, or I was at a catered event, and that was the first course. So I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Or I'd eat it on the side, but like just to like, just to just to like get it out of the way. And say I was a good person to whoever I was hanging out with. Or, or the primary ingredient is mayonnaise. 
Yeah, oh, I wasn't a big mayo guy either, though. That was the weird. I never liked mayonnaise. I always liked mayonnaise. I didn't like mayonnaise or cream cheese anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like the idea of getting and you were still able to get fat. Look at me go, guys. <laughs> and then I went vegan and I still got fat again. Uh, guys, give me a challenge. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but the you know it used to be whatever like meat, potatoes, and vegetable. The idea of doing a salad. And then also ordering something that came with a vegetable on the side was like asinine to me. <laughs> like, why on earth would I eat two different types of vegetable things in one meal? Right. Although, barbecue, you can have ribs, chicken, and sausage. No problem. Right, exactly. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, so, yeah. So, so uh, but yeah. So, I, I was on this place where I normally would have gotten pizzas at that place ordering salad. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, uh, over at the uh, at Bally's. And uh, this guy is kind of like, he's a little intense. And he's kind of like moving around. And he's, he's moving around with, I don't know how to describe it, like weight in his arms. Intense pizza guy? Yeah, he's just online. He's online with me, you know. Uh, we're, we're both oh, online yeah. to order food. Okay, he's a customer. He's a customer. I'm a customer. And uh, and this girlfriend's kind of kind of like, hey, calm down. Hey, calm down. You know, and I, and I thought. His arms are heavy. Yeah, the way he's moving around. Like, he's moving around with a lot of weight in his arms, and he's, he's kind of taking up a lot of space, and if something catches his attention, he moves his whole body towards it mm-hmm. instead of just turning his head. Do you believe that there's something um, uh, abnormal about him or just his mood or just— No, just just a little like, oh, I bet he's had a long day. It's the pool might have just closed at Bally's or something like that. But he gave me the answer. He just turned right around. His girlfriend grabbed his arm, and, and when she said, you're, you're, you're a little—like, something like, you're a little much right now. Whatever, mm-hmm. he kind of understood that, stood straight up, and kind of like used his vision, like waved his vision, like across, like a full like t- uh, one eighty, like looking at every single person as he turned around to me, and right about eight inches from my face, he says, "Sorry, man, I'm on mushrooms." <laughs> <laughs> With like a shit-eating grin on his face, and just like letting me know, like like he was very satisfied. Like I'm gonna clean, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean up this situation right now. <laughs> and he did. Mm-hmm. I I was like, oh great. I said, good bud, good for you. You, you didn't know? go. You didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> you told me this six times already. <laughs> No, I, uh, he was moving with a lot. Of, he, I'm not on mushrooms. I'm not even here. <laughs> All that would have been fun. I should have done a much better job. I just really wanted my salad, and I wanted to take the least amount of time as possible. So I tried to make him feel very comfortable just because I wanted him to order. Did you explain to him it's a pizza place? <laughs> Did you explain to him that the mushrooms they offered were different? <laughs> yeah, 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 he was back there for a refill. Yeah. <laughs> Just mushrooms? Yeah, just uh, pizza with psilocybin. <laughs> and anchovies. Yeah, and anchovies. And, uh, and, and, and I'm from New York, so don't fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And I was just, it was more that I, it, there's a couple of things I've underestimated. One was the idea of, of legalized weed. I was always four. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, Show were pizza guys, by the way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was like, you know what? So many people do it anyway, and making it legal is just annoying. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's gonna have that much of an impact once you make it legal because people are doing it and already doing it. I was wrong. I was wrong. So many people I know who never would have done it when it was illegal are doing edibles and stuff now. Mm-hmm. 
and then being around Vegas, you're just seeing like it's totally you're seeing a lot of it move away from alcohol and move on to things like mushrooms, things like that. Although people are still doing a lot of crazy drugs here. I'm not trying to say that. But the kind of openness and kind of uh, it being the, you know, alcohol not being the primary outlet of, of being intoxicated, I'm seeing it all over Las Vegas. Unless people punch in the face, I bet. Yeah. Although this guy's arms, uh, he could have taken me out without knowing it. He could have broke a rib. <laughs> um, but it is, it's interesting to see how much the legal weed is really cha- changing uh, uh, Vegas. Yeah, and it's also getting a little sophisticated. I'd like to say I'd like to compliment all the new dispensaries who don't just paint their entire building green anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just say like Green Town Dispensary or something. Like we've gotten past like this flashing green for green uh, weed thing, and now people are just naming their dispensaries like a regular business and 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 trying to do business like a regular person. Bob's Pot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think like that's a good thing. I think it's a good sign of progress now. That we don't have to just paint things green and be like, green town awesomeness. But you have friends who did not uh, do uh, marijuana before who now are doing it. Yeah, or did it in the past but hadn't in a long time. Mm-hmm. And also saying it casually, like, yeah, I thought we were going to go here. So I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go pick up a couple of edibles and we'll, you know, the wife and I will just, you know, do that tonight. Like, casually. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like, <laughs> I'm like, my pearls. I'm still <laughs> like such a, a old fuddy dud about it. And I was the one who's always been pro legalization. I just. But I guess I was like, I'm pro-legalization for them. Yeah. You know, like I didn't put myself in that camp of enjoying it. Yeah. You know, and it's people I never would imagine just casually now just saying, let's do it. Yeah. So, so that was my, that was my mushroom, mushroom moment. My Sorry, man. Moment. <laughs> I'm on mushroom. Yeah. Just loving telling me to yeah. just smile and knowing he's cleaning up the situation that all of it, all of it just made me Perfect. laugh so hard. Perfect. I loved it. Perfect. What's your salad story? Spectrum boy. So I usually take a big tub of salad to work, uh-huh. and I didn't want to. How big a tub? It's a. I think it's a five quart box with a handle on it, mm-hmm. and I fill it like two thirds of the way. So for everyone but Penn, that's a big salad. Yeah. But... What, what is it? What is it? What are in your salads? Or is that part of the story? No, it's not part of the story. I want. I want it to be part of the story. I usually do mushrooms, romaine, onions, and uh, some sort of sprouts, uh-huh. alfalfa, or clover or spanky and um so tell us your salad but story i didn't want to prep it to yesterday so i have a backup plan a place that i call that's on the way to work and i called them up to order the mediterranean salad and the guy answered the phone kind of a panicky voice now you know the issue with spectrum is evaluating social situations in real time right which goes away as you get older because all the situations just kind of tumble away, right? You, right? you get them under your belt and you recognize that you're in You've one. gone through them. Yeah. The guy tells me that he can't take my order because he's on lockdown because there's been a shooting across the street. New story in Vegas. Yesterday. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to work, so I can't wait that long. Thanks. Bye. And that was the end of the call. Mm-hmm. Didn't address his panic in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get your salad? Uh, I didn't. I just didn't eat. Well, always a good choice. Always a good choice. I always mix up, and this is the thing, because, you know, you say before Ray, which I should just address my my whole life, right? I used to just salad with salad, and whatever lettuce came with that kind of salad. Yeah. Now I have, like, a preference in leaves, yeah. but I always mix up arugula and mesclun uh. in my head. They're very different greens, but I always mix them up. 
But I think I like arugula. It's the one with the, the purple leaves. Yeah, there's yeah. also the weird stuff like dandelion greens and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, mezclin, right? Mezclin. mezclin not, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still talking about. I'm still talking to my friend back at the pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> you mix those up with your salad. That's a different salad. But there's uh, there's also something that's related to horseradish. That's um, it's got this powerful taste to it. But I forget what it is. I always mix up horseradish with LSD. I'm always <laughs> getting those confused. Man, I gotta tell you, that time I spent three days in the desert just eating horseradish, not fun. <laughs> I do like horseradish. You like horseradish? Yes. It's good it's good food. Speaking of eating horseradish for three days, what happened with your hot sauce soup recipe? Oh dear. <laughs> so I like to go a long time between meals. Yeah. I almost always do eighteen hours. Yeah. It's usually often twenty one. Yeah. That I don't eat anything. And then I've been, because it was uh, during my fast, the end of my fast, I uh, I was having uh, uh, low-sodium vegetable broth. Yeah. Right? Those little boxes of broth, which I guess most people don't like, but I loved them. And I would have a big cup of it, heat it up in the microwave, and i put the hot sauce in. Yeah. And the overwhelming taste was hot sauce with a little savory of the vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But that gave me, I mean, a uh, a big cup of that is probably 15 calories. Mm. But I like to go my whole 21 hours before first calorie. Okay. I don't want any calorie at all. Just because I'm crazy. So I said, you know, what I really like about the hot sauce, what I really like about the broth is hot sauce. So I'm going to take a uh, cup of water, mm-hmm. put it in the microwave. Heat it up to boiling, then take my bottle of hot sauce, which, by the way, my bottle of hot sauce is one gallon, and then that is moved to a small ketchup dispenser. But the idea of a, a dispenser of hot sauce that comes out slowly, yeah. I don't have. Yes, and I know Tabasco is garbage hot sauce, except not to me. I, I have think... tried every kind of hot sauce I can get my hands on, you know, like the kick me in the ass and call me Sally yeah. and nuclear war. Yeah. And I, I eat all that. Death sauce. Not as good. As just plain Tabasco. Then someone says to me, but it's mostly vinegar. Fuck yeah. I like vinegar, too. Fuck you. <laughs> I like vinegar because it, 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 it parodies and shows disrespect toward Holy Communion. Go ahead. I don't think uh, that's where you're pissing off listeners. I think we have a lot of listeners from uh, in other countries besides America. And Americans boiling water in the microwave drives people crazy. It does? Yeah. Why is that? They uh, We... we, we our tea kettles are decorative. Like, we all have a tea kettle in our kitchen to show that we are adults. Mm-hmm. I know I have one that I never use. Uh, every other country uses those often. Well, I have the Japanese thing that keeps water at 208 degrees. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I also use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that for hot water. And I had hot water with a little lemon in it. But the idea of just sticking, like, a mug of water or something in the microwave and just pushing a bunch of, uh, you know, minutes on there yeah. until it until it, uh, it just drives people nuts. Because it's a waste of energy? I don't know. It just bothers them. I think, no, I think, I it's, can, just, I think it's more of, like, a just uncomfortable thing. I can make this a little more clear. Yeah. American teapots are used by children in the sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I had one, uh, one babysitter use it as a purse, which was, was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. In Europe and Australia especially... They look 
scandalized when Americans heat up water in the microwave yeah. because they would use an electric tea kettle. What they don't understand is that in Europe, it's 220 volts coming out of the wall. Uh-huh. And in the U.S., it's, a, it's 110, 120. Right, yeah, yeah. So the difference there means that electric kettles take a much longer time to boil water in the U.S. Oh, yeah. And even longer in Japan, which is why they just keep it hot all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> With that crazy appliance that Ben has. I have three of them. Wow. <laughs> Like hot water around. Oh, interesting. So it's about just about electricity. It's just about the difference in how long it takes water to boil in the different countries because of the electricity coming out of the wall. I don't know if if they know that. They don't. All right. <laughs> Next one that mentions it to you is going to know it. <laughs> Absolutely. So I thought I put lemon. Yeah. In my hot water, I've eliminated tea and coffee almost completely. Mm. I have hot water, a little bit of lemon. I'm very very happy with that. So I said mm. I'll have hot sauce, and this will be like soup. Yeah. But zero calories, and it'll be wonderful. So I had not eaten for 24 hours. Yeah. I took my... So far, I'm curious how this turns out, because I agree with all of your logic so far. Mm-hmm. And my step. son and I were going to watch Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my son saw me put in, the, in, the, in there, and my son said, uh, what are you eating? And I was... <laughs> my son is 12... And yet I felt like a child sneaking around in front of him. Because <laughs> I knew if I, if I told him what I was eating, he would be appalled. I say this out loud. Right. I'm not going to say it out loud. So I, t- I took the hot sauce and I put it in the boiling water, right? And I went and sat down in our home theater next to my son to watch Jurassic Park. I took a sip of the water with the hot sauce. It was pretty good. It was yeah. really, really hot in terms of temperature and in terms of spice. A lot of hot sauce. And it was an orange color in the cup. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of Tabasco in there. It was also kind of floating on top and almost boiling. <laughs> so I'm drinking it. And it hits my empty stomach. And all of a sudden, when I had the Carolina Reaper, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. And some of some of our more squeamish listeners may want to turn away from the podcast now. My one ear. saliva glands Uh-oh. went crazy. Uh-oh. Crazy. They, like, tensed up and swell, swelled up, and my whole head down all those glands around my throat and stuff started doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. Oh, geez. And then my stomach, I did not get nauseated. I got panicked in my stomach. And then I soaked through my shirt instantly. Whoa. And uh, I felt dizzy and crazy. Common. And (laughs) I said to my son, we need need, need to pause Jurassic Park. (laughs) And he said, what's wrong? I said, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I wanted to cover somehow. (laughs) And I found myself on the way to the bathroom gagging. Oh, no. And I felt my saliva glands were out of control, and I couldn't handle them. This is drinking about a quarter of a cup of boiling water with a lot of Tabasco in it. And my stomach was just, felt like it was doing stuff it's not supposed to be doing. Yeah. It wasn't, like, nauseated. Yeah. It was just, like, sick. And it was that sound throughout my body. And I went and kneeled. In front of the toilet. Yeah. And then said, oh, my God, I'm going to vomit 
boiling Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Maybe with a little bile. If I'm lucky. <laughs> Which, by the way, in general, like as whenever you have to throw up as an adult, there's always a moment of astonishment right beforehand where you're like, this still happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I love and I was going... And then it passed. It just went, the feeling went away. And I went, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I ran and got a glass of water. Mm -hmm. And put Tabasco in. (laughs) And drank that and went into my son who said, what what happened, Papa? I said, I, 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 uh, he said, what were you drinking? (laughs) I said, I I got some uh, boiling water and I put Tabasco in it. He said, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? You can't do that. And what have you eaten so far today? And I said, uh, nothing. And he said, that's going to make you sick. I said, yep. <laughs> he said, promise me you'll never do that again. Oh, that's so sweet. What's wrong with you? He kept saying. And I, uh, I told uh, Dr. Clapper that um, what I had tried. And he said, Promise me you'll never do that again. <laughs> so I won't be doing that again. It was terrible. Did he? <laughs> Not for long. It was about four minutes of terrible. Four minutes of flop sweating. The back of my tongue swollen up and my all my glands swollen up. Just f- four minutes of your body desperately trying to survive. <laughs> and yet I did it last night in broth. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> Does, is there, do you know why? I think because you're not supposed to do that, just drink boiling hot sauce. I know why. Why? Because you invented pepper spray. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yes. You put it in boiling water that atomized it into steam. That's pepper spray. (laughs) You pepper spray your throat. During Jurassic Park. Which is a proper activity, I think. Anything to get you out of Jurassic Park. When you talked about this on our last episode together, mm-hmm. I thought you were joking. That was my thought, and I'd never said it. Oh, I never thought he was joking. You I didn't of... think you. I didn't think you were going to actually do it. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I put enough Tabasco in. The cup was very, very stained. <laughs> I, I'm an idiot. Now, why doesn't that happen with you, broth? You invented something. If nobody else had invented that, you would now have a marketable product. <laughs> is the, imagine the salt is the only thing I'm wondering, if the salt has something to do with it. Well, the it's cut with other ingredients, but it's also not boiling. Right. You yeah. don't have it that hot. You were trying to get it as hot as you could. Yeah. And I put more in, I think, than I would in the broth because I thought this is going to be all the flavor. And boy, it was... Um, it was intense. So I'm just telling you, Penn Sunday School, uh, probably don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't invent pepper spray in your home and do it on yourself. And that's it. For the people who like really kind of go like Penn with his diet talk, we should really keep the story in mind with it. You're not just listening to diet talk. You're listening to a crazy man constantly experiment with his own body. Yeah. That's what you're listening to. That's really what you're listening to. And you should listen to it with the, those ears. Rather and than I will a, talk a judgment about, on you and your own diet. I will talk about uh, I will talk about Universal Studios and yeah. gravity based entertainment yeah. and uh, Ethiopian food oh, yeah. on Wednesday. But for right now, that was Penn Sunday School. 
cha-cha-cha. You become naked. I actually considered that I might, my son might be calling 911. <laughs> that I might give him my phone and say, call 911. He was just calling Godot to come collect his things. <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal for him. Dreaming of sports cars. <laughs> you become naked, and I love you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable, where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against a shark if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.